Hannah Boyer is a registered dietitian nutritionist hailing from the Midwest specializing in weight loss and body recomposition. She helps young professional women lose weight and lean out without giving up their favorite foods. Hannah believes food is so much more important than simple calories, and she helps her clients feel empowered to make food choices that help them reach their goals. Hannah's clients are driven young women who want to succeed in their careers and personal lives, so supporting their dreams and keeping them accountable to their nutrition goals is very important. You can find Hannah on Instagram at lifestyle.nutritionist where she debunks diet myths and shows her audience how to lose weight and keep it off forever. So welcome to the podcast, Hannah. Thank you for having me, Rebecca. Can you talk a little bit about where you started out versus where you are now with your business? Yeah, so my business is very young. I started my business in the middle of this coronavirus pandemic in May. So it's only a few months old. And ever since I met Libby, it just kind of has taken off. So I'm excited to see where I can go from here. But yes, my business is very young. So what does your business look like? Is it virtual because of COVID? Is it, do you have an office? <laughs> yes, I do everything virtually, which I was a little concerned about. I know dietitians were getting into virtual practice more and more just the past couple of years, but I've been able to see clients and, and run my business really, really well and really efficiently doing everything virtually. And it certainly saves time and, and money on my end. Yes, it's so great. Virtual is great. I used to have brick and mortar and my first two weeks of money would go towards paying for my office. So mm-hmm. well, it is super helpful financially. Mm-hmm. That's exciting. So let's talk about the type of clients you work with. What is your current niche? Yes. So um, like I said, my business is very young and I thought that I could just start my business, go into private practice and see everybody because, you know, I thought everyone wanted to work with a dietitian. And as dietitians, we know so much about a lot of different things. And then when I started working with Libby, I realized, oh, I actually have to pick one problem to solve. And I actually have to narrow that down. So through a lot of refining and a lot of, you know, redoing things, reworking things, I work with young professional women who are very busy, they want to succeed in their careers, they want to have a personal life, they want, they want to find balance, and they are wanting to lose weight, and they've really tried everything. They've tried all the fad diets, they try, they've tried all the cookie-cutter approaches, and so when they come to me, they're a little frustrated that they want to lose weight, they think they're doing everything right, and it just isn't quite working. That is amazing that you have gotten it that narrowed down in that short of a time period. And I'm sure that Libby's program helped with that. Oh my gosh. Yes. (laughs) I wish I had done Libby's program instead of just floundering for over two years, trying to figure out my niche because it's super important. Absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, when I first met Libby, I hadn't even, I didn't even have a client. I was just in the very beginning stages and she said, you know, this is the best time to, to start when you have a clean slate. And a few months later, I'm, I'm very grateful she told me that. So great. So great that you got the support right away. Just for anyone listening, I would so encourage 
anyone to just get help and get guidance and how to run your business right away instead of trying to figure it out all on yourself. It's all by yourself. It's a lot to learn. Absolutely. Yeah. I, that was kind of what I was doing at first. Um, I was focusing on making sure my website was perfect and getting all the details lined up. But Libby really made me realize that none of that matters if you're not marketing and telling people that you're taking clients. So that was really the best thing I could do to start my business was just tell people that I have a business and I am taking clients. Such great advice. Tell people that you actually can help them and see them and work with them. It sounds so simple. And yet so many of us tried to start a business without really actually doing that. Absolutely. I agree. Great advice. So you had this dream to start your private practice. What led you to actually take action on it? Well, like I said, um, my business was born during the pandemic. And I think just the past several months, a lot of us have been able to reflect on what we want. You know, we've had a lot of time at home to think about that. And I just, I knew I wanted to end up in private practice. And I just figured, you know, the time is going to go by anyway. So what am I waiting for? And the fact that I come from a family of entrepreneurs, my parents have businesses themselves. And I just learned early on that, you know, you have to hustle if you want to create the life of your dreams. And I'm just, I'm not afraid of the hustle. So why not start right now? I love it. Just get started, huh? Basically, Mm -hmm. you have the dream, you just, why not now? Yeah, I love Mm -hmm. it. And it doesn't matter how fast you go or, you know, how fast you grow, as long as you're doing something to move forward, then you're in the right direction. That's such great advice. It doesn't matter how fast you're growing. I can't want to say it exactly how you said it. It doesn't matter how fast you grow or how fast you go. As long as you're moving forward, you're headed in the right direction, something like that. That's cool. Yeah. And you saw your parents doing that as entrepreneurs. Like it's hustle, it's work, but you know that if you put the work in, you can live the life of your dreams, right? Absolutely. 100%. That's amazing. So, What one or two tips do you have for the listeners about how to effectively build the know, like, and trust factor? Yeah, so I think the best thing that you can do to get your ideal client to know you and like you and trust you is to, you know, allow them to see your life, allow them to see that you are not just a random Instagram account, that there's a very real person behind that with with problems of our own. So showing up in my feed, showing up in my story, because I want my ideal client to know that if they work with me, I'm going to show up for them. And that I'm a real person that helps other real people. So um, this is definitely something I struggled with, just showing my face. And I remember very distinctly early on, Libby had said that there's so much out on the internet that the most unique thing that you can post is a picture of yourself. And that was just like a trigger moment for me. I was like, wow, they, you know, no one else has my face and no one else is exactly me. So showing my audience as much of me as I can, I think has really helped build the no like and trust. 
That's great. A great point. Like anybody could post food, but the, you know, the same food, kind of similar food, the apples look like mm-hmm. apples, but there's only one you. Absolutely. Yeah. I think a lot of dietitians, you know, that's what we know. We we're foodies and we're tempted to post pictures of beautiful food, which is awesome. And it's, it's so good to look at, but it doesn't always lead to clients coming your way. Right. Like here's a beautiful food, it's food inspiration, but it doesn't mean that they should work with me as a dietitian. Right. Yeah. And also what you said, I love it. Like if I'm showing up consistently for them on social media, it has them feel like, wow, you know, she's consistently showing up for me here. Maybe she'll consistently show up for me when I need the support that I need to get started and change, make the challenging changes that I have coming. Absolutely. And I think, you know, someone that is seeking out help from a dietitian, you know, they might be in a really vulnerable place. And so knowing that they can count on someone that that's going to show up for them, just gives them that reassurance that they are making a good choice by working with me. I love it. And also what you said that's important is like, show them the real stuff, like that you're not perfect. You don't always have to have full makeup or be eating a salad. You're a real person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I post stuff about my dog. I post stuff that, you know, I'm running late or I just finished a workout and I look sweaty and disgusting, but that's real life. <laughs> Right. I, I, it's funny. I just posted this actually, like, I didn't really understand Instagram filters. I called myself a grandma on there. And I was like, <laughs> like, I'm always posting like sweaty and outside and I'm like, oh, no one told me I could actually look pretty while I'm out here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Instagram has a lot of features that I, even I'm still learning. So right. Um, right. there's always something interesting you can put up there. <laughs> But being real, yeah, you don't always have to look perfect. They probably will like you a lot more if you show up sweaty without makeup sometimes or real or maybe not eating the healthiest food all the time or just letting letting them get to know you. I love that. Absolutely. Okay, so can you talk about money? You're new. It started in May and it's been a few months. So how much have you made? What's your goals, short-term goals, long-term goals? Yeah, I love money. (laughs) Um, So yeah, my business is a baby. And being that I'm, I don't have all the time in the world to devote to my business. I I do work on my business part time. So my first goal was to make $1,000 a month. And I have consistently met that goal. So my next goal, yeah, is to consistently hit 3k a month. And then um, Long term, I told Libby the first time I talked to her, I said, I'm going to be a six figure dietitian. So we'll get there. Yes. So when you make the 3000 a month consistently, do you have plans to shift to part time or to, you know, shift your official job into doing this more? That's the idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I love, I love my business and I love the time I do get to spend on it. So, you know, shifting towards spending more time on my business is definitely in the plan. So exciting. Go six figure bosses. It's definitely possible. Yes. Yes. I mean, look at how fast you have consistently met your $1,000 a month goal. That Mm -hmm. is amazing and awesome. So congratulations. Thank you. 
So with that money that you have made from sales, that extra thousand dollars a month, what, what does that give you? Like, what are you doing with it? Yeah. So I am taking some of that money to reinvest in my business as my business grows. And given that I don't have a ton of time, I'm trying to improve my systems to make things a little more efficient and to make things a little more automatic. So reinvesting in my business and I'm just saving money. I think there's nothing like the feeling of being financially secure. So saving and reinvesting in my business, that's where that money's going. I love it. And that's something that is actually important. Like a lot of us actually don't learn about saving money. You know, that's something you have to kind of learn the hard way or learn as, as you grow up and being financially secure without a bunch of debt so that you have more freedom to have the money and be secure to take a little bit of risk with your business or to invest the money back in your business is super exciting. Yeah. I mean, having your own practice and just all the skills that come along with it, I think freedom is a word that comes up so often that you have the freedom to be your own boss. You have the freedom to be flexible where you need to be and you really can't put a price on freedom. So that, it sounds like you have a really good grasp on money goals. What's your money story? Like what, where did that come from? How did you learn about money and sort of your beliefs about money? Yeah, I think it kind of goes back to just the way I was brought up with my parents working hard that they just taught me that if, if you want something, go work for it. There's nothing stopping you from from achieving that, but if you want it bad enough, you'll put the work in. And and luckily, I'm in a career that I absolutely love. So even though I'm working long, hard hours, I I love what I do. So it, it doesn't it doesn't suck the life out of me. So yeah, it just kind of the the hustle and the mental discipline to get the job done. And if you want something, you work for it. Love it. That is amazing. It sounds like your parents really were inspiring to you and uh, really helpful. Absolutely. Yeah, they've been wonderful along this journey of starting my own business. So I'm definitely grateful for that. Great. So can you walk us through your experience using social media specifically as a means to grow your business? Yeah, social media is scary. <laughs> You know, we're our world right now. We can put anything out on the internet for the world to see. And as a as someone who's a little more private to begin with, that's very uncomfortable for me to share my life and let my audience know who I really am. So it is scary at first. And you know, we're always going to be afraid of judgment from our friends and family, or you know, other dietitians maybe. Um, not agreeing with what we say. And it's definitely scary at first, but it's just something that you have to do and looking at it as a, as a business tool and that you're not just doing this, you know, you're not doing this for no reason. You're doing it to make sales and to grow your business. And I think thinking of social media truly as a business tool really helped me take that first step. That's great advice. Like really jumping into social media, looking at it as a business tool. And of course it's scary and we're all going to be kind of nervous about judgment, but realizing like 
if you get a hater comment or if you, you know, it's, you know who you are at your core and judgments are what they are. Like not everyone, you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea, but hopefully you're looking at it as a business, kind of a marketing, like not everyone's going to love you, but hopefully your actual ideal clients will and they'll find you that way. And that's just a great mindset shift is like, mm -hmm. whatever happens, I'm doing this as a business tool. Absolutely. And I think Libby helped me with my mindset a little bit around that too, where, you know, if people unfollow you or if people don't agree with you, that's a good thing because that means you're making a statement and you're actually speaking to your ideal client when you're not trying to please everybody, you're trying to please your ideal client. So true. I know, you know, I'm on Instagram. I follow a lot of dietitians and I actually noticed that a lot of the most successful ones get some hater comments and, mm -hmm. you know, that can be crushing when that happens, but it does mean that you're making it like you're making an impact. You're saying things that are getting people feeling emotions and that you're speaking the tr your truths to your clients who may need to hear some of those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it, it's definitely hard when it does happen, but I think shifting your mindset around the situation, it's the only thing you can do because we can't let one comment bring you down. Yes. And it helps to have a, like a team of dietitians behind you in the dietitian pulse group mm -hmm. that you can even keep in touch with and just say, Hey, this is what happened. You know, a dietitian friend, this is what this person said. And they can kind of reinforce like, Hey, you know, that's, it's just someone that doesn't mean mm -hmm. anything to you and just kind of remind you that who you are is a good person who's trying to help people. Yeah. Yeah, I, the dietitian boss community has just been so phenomenal. We're all dietitians with different nutrition philosophies, but it's really awesome that we can still connect just as dietitians and keep each other accountable and you know, have each other's backs because there's there's going to be haters. So, you know, always having that community to fall back on is is so helpful. Yes. So, what did your Instagram feed look like? <laughs> I didn't have one. <laughs> you know, I had my personal Instagram and I decided that I'm starting a business. I'm going to start, you know, a business Instagram account. And I had it just sitting there for so long because I didn't know what to post. I didn't know. I had no idea what I was doing. And so it wasn't until I actually started working with Libby that I made my first post. And then you know, now I make it a point to post six times a week, um, trying to show up on my stories daily. So now it's, there's a lot more now because I started with absolutely nothing. Now it's bustling. That's great. Yes. And how do you approach sales and how has your mindset evolved in the few months of your baby business? Yeah. Sales are scary at first. As dietitians, we're not really taught how to sell things that's not really something we learn in school or in the internship so um, that was definitely a, something new for me to learn but now when I get an inquiry for a sales call I'm like so pumped when I when I get to jump on that because you know they have to 
look at my posts, read my captions, go to my bio, click the link. Like there's a lot of steps they have to do to get on a sales call with me. So clearly they're interested. And if my marketing is working, they're my ideal client. And so we both want to work with each other so badly that we, it's just fun. It's just like having a conversation with a friend and, you know, learning about what they want. And I know that I can help them get there just makes us a great team. That's such a good point. Um, Speaking as someone who tried a whole bunch of other ways to get clients, I used to do a lot. I had a lot of practice with sales calls with non-ideal clients or kind of cold leads who didn't really know exactly what I offered. And working with Libby and really getting my message so clear on Instagram of what I do and how I do it. Now when I, and, and like you said, they have to apply and they fill out a little application and then they have to schedule by the time they do all that, it's the, and then they show up on the call, it's mm-hmm. pretty clear that they're motivated to work with me because their time is valuable. And, you know, so it's such a warm lead. And the discovery call is so much more fun when they already know me. They know what I do. I can get to know them. I already know a little about them because they applied. And it's just so fun then. And it's, it's so much easier to close the sale when it's a warm lead like that. Yeah. And I think because I have defined my ideal client and I'm appealing to that person now, you know, when I jump on a call with them, I'm like, Hey, I've worked with a lot of people just like you. And, you know, I've helped people with the same problems that you're having. So, you know, really niching down and defining your ideal client and working with your ideal client makes you so much more credible when you do jump on a sales call. Love it. It's amazing, amazing advice. So now what advice do you have for someone who's scared to show their face? Yeah, that was me for a long time. And I just said, Hannah, you have to get over yourself (laughs) because you're not going to get anywhere. If you don't get uncomfortable, you can't grow when you're in your comfortable little box. So, you know, anyone who's afraid to show your face, everyone's afraid to show your face at some point. And it's just, you have to get uncomfortable. So just do it. Just do it. Be uncomfortable. Yeah. It's it's just so true. Everyone's scared at first. So yeah, get over yourself and just do it. Perfect. Perfect advice. Mm -hmm. And uh, do you have any clinical stories to share? Don't we all? Um, So clinical, I just remember having like a list of 20, 25 patients I had to see in a day. And one story in particular that honestly, the situation happened a lot, but I would be alerted to go see a patient who was newly diagnosed with diabetes. And I had about 15 to 20 minutes to teach them how to eat for diabetes. And, you know, the the patient's confused, they're overwhelmed that they were just diagnosed. There's, there's a lot of emotion going on that me talking to them for 15 minutes with a generic handout wasn't gonna, that wasn't going to do anything for them. So I knew early on that clinical was not the path for me. And, um, you know, of course, I see the value in clinical dietitians. Absolutely, we need them. 
but I just knew it wasn't for me because I wasn't connecting with my patients and my patients in a hospital setting weren't quite in the right mindset to learn about nutrition. That 20 to 25 patients a day says it all like that. God bless you, clinical dietitian (laughs) who can manage that because I could not do that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's very, it's very draining. So yeah, clinical dietitians are certainly superheroes in that way. Yes. Yes. But you were there trying to do that and you're like there with your hand out with 15 minutes and the person has all these medical things going on and you're supposed to teach them the diabetic diet in 10 or 15 minutes with a hand out. Right. Right. Okay. So you realize that that moment, like this is, I, I need to, I don't want to do this. I want to be mm-hmm. able to better support people with, and give them the time they need. Yes. 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 So what advice would you give to a dietitian who's just starting out? Well, I think as dietitians, we, most of us, at least just from my experience, are very type A, very, um, we have that perfectionist attitude and we don't want to release anything into the world until we've worked on it, refined it over and over. And I think it's just another one of those moments where you got to get over yourself and you got to be okay with imperfect action because you're never going to feel 100% ready or 100% satisfied with your content. But imperfect action is better than nothing at all because that means you're moving forward. Yes. Back to that. Basically, however you said that before was gold, rewind and go listen again. (laughs) Any movement forward is the right direction. Amazing. And you're never going to you don't have to be perfect, basically. Mm-hmm. Imperfect action is, is still forward action. Mm-hmm. So what's next for you and your business? I am working towards that 3K a month goal. You know, I still think that, you know, we can, we can always refine our coaching skills. We can always figure out how to better help our clients. So that's something I'm putting some energy towards. And as my business is growing, I'm looking at ways to scale so that I can help more people in the same amount of time. So lots of movement ahead, but I know just continuing to move forward. I love that. And just pulling from what you just said, something that's super important is I'm going to like, you're going to continue to refine how you help people as you're working at it. And a lot of dietitians, like you said, are perfectionists. And I can't start seeing private clients until I'm absolutely perfect and I have 15 more certifications. And well, you can do that while you're helping people because you're a dietitian already. If you're listening to this and you're a dietitian, you already have the capacity to help tons of people. Certainly you can keep working on it and keep refining it. But one of the best ways to do that is actually just start helping people. Um, so I love what you just said is basically keep going, keep refining as you're working with people, keep learning and then figure out how to get your system set up so that you can help more people at the same time as making more money. Yes. Yes. Being a smart business owner is definitely up there in my goals. Yes. Good. So, um, I'm sure people will maybe want to reach out to you, ask you more questions, tell them again where they can find you on social. 
Yes, you can find me on Instagram at lifestyle.nutritionist. Great. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. It was so great talking to you. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. If you identify as a female dietitian or student, apply to my coaching program. I'm accepting applications now. My clients go from zero to exceeding their sales goals. I save you time, energy, and I show you how to confidently become a dietitian boss. Thousands of your colleagues from around the world are doing it, and so can you. Apply on my website at LibbyRothschild.com and check the show notes if you want that link right away.